Hello, friends, and welcome back to the dinner table. My name, of course, is Aislinn Campbell. And with me... Joe Hilliard. Hi. Hello, love. We have a huge show this week. Mm-hmm. We have a guest that's coming up soon. I love this friend. I'm so happy she came to my house to play with me. I came home to learn that the dog had a huge poodle dingleberry. <laughs> Took him over to the sink. Took care of the situation. Washed my hands for 20 minutes. Now he thinks he deserves a ward for Super Dog Dad. I was Super Dog Dad. This is our child. Yeah, he's a good boy and I love him. <laughs> I feel like we need to provide a service about avoiding a movie that you and I watched <laughs> together this week. Some people might disagree with us, though. <laughs> sure. But... If we say it's bad, it's really bad. Well, especially because... given the pedigree, because we're flipping through Netflix or whatever it was, right. and there's Angelina Jolie in a brand new movie, and I know that you're in love with this mm -hmm, lady. Mm -hmm. I was about to say she was my first ever woman crush, but she wasn't. My first ever woman crush was actually Kate Moss, and I plastered oh, yeah? Kate Moss all over my walls. That was back in the 90s when heroin chic was the whole thing that mm -hmm. everybody was doing, and so the skinny girls like me. But then you fell in love with Angelina Jolie later? Well, that's because she was gorgeous in Hackers in the 90s, and I wanted to be her. Not Girl Interrupted? No, 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 no. I was before. Hackers was before Girl Interrupted, mm. and Hackers was like for the cool kids. I'm a cool kid. I'm yeah. a way shower. I did it first. I'm trying to think of what my cool kid similar movie would have been at the same age that you were when Hackers came out. Maybe 94? Okay, now i got to do some math. I'm not certain. We're not. What was the movie in 87 that would have been my Hackers? What's 87 again? 87 is when I was 15. I don't know how old I was. I was probably like 16 or 17. Okay. So 87, 88. Dangerous Liaisons was a sexy ass movie. But when did that come out? About 88, 89. But I saw that near when it came out, I thought. I don't no, know. No, no. You wouldn't have. But no. Uma Thurman in that, in that movie, I had a picture out of a Rolling Stone magazine in my school locker of Uma Thurman from like that era. My first era. experience with Emma Thurman was Pulp Fiction, really. I mean, not to say that I hadn't right, seen her before, had, I, right. but that was when she have got Have you seen really Dangerous Liaisons? Cool. Uh, I have seen it, yes, yes, yes. Anyway, so you and I found ourselves on the couch and we could actually watch a movie together and that was on our Netflix. Those Who Wish Me Dead. I mean, movies that are visually appealing catch my attention. Yeah. And actors and actresses that are visually appealing catch my attention. And she's your muse. Right. I don't know if she's my muse. I wouldn't call her my muse. How was she in Maleficent? Because you saw that without me, did you? I loved her in Maleficent. And that's that's where you want to see her. Like yes. that kind of thing. You and look visually stunning. I actually stunning liked and... her in Laura Croft Tomb Raider. But I'd have to go back and watch that. I'm much more critical now than I used to be about editing and camera shots and stuff like that. And it's probably because you kept bringing it to my attention. I became aware of like the fact that this is a movie, not a fake like scene. It and needs then to once, be good. And then once that starts happening, they better be able to do it. Right. Then. Right. So we're watching it. Okay. And I know that the, your filter is a lot more liberal than mine. Right. right. You know, right. So I, and I just want you to have a good time. I want to have a good time. Just entertain me. Just entertain right. me. Oof. We turned it off halfway well, and through. We did. And he's right. The thing about it is, is that that was movie number two of like the night of yeah. like the same situation. Or I was right. just like, we've got, this is garbage. I lost a golden opportunity for the rare moment where you will watch a horror-ish movie with me. I wasted it because we watched a movie that 
No, uh, they wasted it because because Army of the Dead I'm I was talking sold about. Just on came the out. story concept, right. and that's the thing with me. And, and that was also a visually interesting, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly, and that's part of the visually appealing side of it. And that is a graphic, a like cartoon graphic, but not cartoon, but cartoon graphic type of like John zombie. Wick violence or uh, Quentin Tarantino. It's cartoonish. It's it's right. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. That John Wick annoys me because it just goes on and on and on. It's the same damn fight over and over for like two hours of the same damn fight. No, thank you. Those fights are awesome. Okay, fine. Whatever. But no, thank you. It's too much. But this Army of the Dead thing, there was nothing good about that movie. Nothing. Everything about it was bad. Later, I watched the rest, and then I watched the part that you and I watched together again. And I've shifted on that movie, but you can hear about that at Beer in a Movie. Like you my... shifted on that movie? I no, did. you didn't. I you did. let some people... You, you're you afraid you're being judged no. by someone. No. No. That movie was horrible. I, you, but I'll... you started out this segment by saying, where we tell movie people what movies not to see. Correct. And I believe that the Angelina Jolie does fit that bill. Do not watch that movie. So does Army of the Dead. There might be a niche audience. You... Okay, fine. But no. 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 It's okay if we like different things. You watch Pooch Perfect on purpose. So I don't think that we can even continue the conversation. That's a whole different conversation. It is. Unanswered questions. So was there lettuce at the farmer's market last week? Interestingly, the week that the farmer's market was canceled because of the rains we talked about last week, Uh that would have been the last market that lettuce was there. Right. So intuitively, you remember, like, lettuce is kind of done. Um, no, it's not about remembering because I told you, like, last your week lettuce I said, is done. Yeah. my lettuce is done, which means not only do I know that my lettuce is done, but I also know the farmers in town, which means I know which ones are set up to sell lettuce extended, but they have special setups. They have the infrastructure for it. Let's be honest. The other interesting thing about the farmer's market shopping is that you are growing so much that I'm not going to go to the grocery store, the the farmer's market, and buy what you're already growing. Yeah, not Which means that I'm buying a lot less at the farmer's market. (laughs) That's good. Now, they have a bunch of eggplants there. Was there eggplants yesterday? Beautiful eggplants. Oh my God, I should have bought, we should have bought those. Okay. My eggplants froze in the freeze. My new eggplants with my new tomatoes also froze. And then tomatoes are a little bit more challenging to get to take off in the cooler months. And I didn't go out to the nursery and buy eggplants this year. I was starting from seed on my own. So I I pick up eggplants on Wednesday at the farmer's market. If we're going to make something with eggplants. Okay. We're getting ready for that farm-to-table dinner. We're going to do pizza, a pizza party. And eggplant is fantastic on pizzas. So if you've got eggplant or you're running into the farmer's market and seeing eggplant and tomatoes, onions, and squash, and peppers, all kinds of things to put on a pizza. A delicious, delicious pizza. So that's what's in season, not lettuce. But if you want to make a salad, remember we talked about that a couple weeks ago? Cucumber and tomato salad. You recollected that you saw Starry Starry Night. For sure. For Van Gogh. Yeah, yeah. And the Mona Lisa, perhaps. Maybe. At the Museum of Fine Arts in Houston, back when you were in college. Yes, exactly. You did not see the Mona Lisa. Okay, that that doesn't surprise me. The Mona Lisa has not left the Louvre in 47 years. The last time it was shown outside of Paris was in 1974 when it went on view in Tokyo and Moscow. 
prior to that, Leonardo's masterpiece traveled to Washington, D.C. and New York in 1963. Interesting. So interesting. What I did remember about that trip was that I saw a Monet. Now listen to this. In 1963, when the Mona Lisa was at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City, Mm -hmm. the sprinkler system malfunctioned. And overnight, water rained down on the Mona Lisa. But it was protected by the thick glass, you know, that it travels in. But that was one of the many reasons why the Louvre said the Mona Lisa is going to be parked here. Because it's becoming so fragile, you know, as it Mm -hmm. gets older and older. So luckily it wasn't harmed in America, but it hadn't been back since. Okay. Then finally, you suggested that we talk to Kim, our good friend and server at Bellino, to find out how anxious I was prior to my mom's 80th birthday dinner. And interestingly enough, I invited her over tonight, so... Kim will be dropping in later to... Join us at the dinner table. And the two of you will psychoanalyze me. (laughs) Fantastic. We'll do that in a second. How much are you enjoying this one-year look back at the episodes? I like it because it reminds me what we cooked last year and then do we want to do that again? And then are we doing it again? And then what's the season? And it also helps me keep up with what was growing in the garden. One year ago, we had our first show, Poke Bowl. Right. The interesting there was it was a, kind of the beginning of COVID and takeout and, and what went on. Right, right. Yeah, because we were trying to figure out, okay, we're doing takeout tonight. Do we do takeout tonight? What's close? What will you eat? Where can we get food? Right. That was right, going on then. Right. We did our Oso Buco episode. Mm, you should do that again. You raved and raved and raved about that meal, uh-huh. and we have done it once since then. But if you want to do it again, I'll let our meat vendor at the farmer's market know that I want an Oso Buco. Totally. Let's do it. Then we took a leftover roast and used bell pepper and onion. I don't know if it was yours or the farmer's markets, and made an Espanol. Mm-hmm. And we made tacos out of that. And then we did. I don't sh- remember that one, so we should go back to it okay. just to try it out again. Episode one point three nine. Then we did a charcuterie plate, and the only thing local mentioned was peaches, which. Oh yes, that's been a thing because that farm to table dinner we're having on Tuesday, I was planning on having peach ice cream, homemade peach ice cream, maybe even strawberries, and we don't have any fruit really right now. Although that's not true, we actually I harvested some apples today mm-hmm. from the farm. What are you going to so do for your ice cream? We're going to have a homemade vanilla ice cream with different types of the preserves that we make. So like a fig thyme preserve and we're making a fresh apple preserve. Oh, good. Yeah. It'll be fun. And then other toppings with like Texas pecans and that'll be after the delicious pizza. Saturday, and I'll talk about this later on, but Saturday I had gotten this idea in my head that I had to go swim in the ocean. Uh I want to go to the beach. Uh And we have to check the weather because, yeah. right, we've had all those storms coming in. Yeah, there was a now, disturbance out in the Gulf. That yeah, was gonna... and now we're shifting back towards hurricane season again. Uh-huh. So now the water's starting to come off the coast, which changes our wave patterns, right? And then I said, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to go to the beach in the morning. Let's spend a few hours, however comfortable it is. We'll stay as long as we want. And then I want to eat on the island on our way home. Perfect. And so that's what we did. And we went to a place that my mom had mentioned a couple of times called the Angry Marlin. And Mm -hmm. I knew I could take the dog there because they have an outdoor patio. Right. And I also knew that they had good drinks because that's one of the things my mom had said. They have good drinks. I enjoyed the drink very much. And it was a super chill vibe because we were outside. And the thing that I found about the restaurant, I felt like you could do the recipes better. So as they're bringing things out, at that point, I'm like deconstructing it and saying... Okay. We could do this better at home. Let's do this at home. Let's do this this at at home. home. Yeah. So what we ended up ordering, you 
asked me to ask the waitress when she came back as she stepped away from the table, ask her which one she would choose, the clam chowder or the green chili stew. Do you mind if I tell you why I asked you for soup? Yeah. I didn't feel like the menu offered anything that was going to show me what their cooking was like, except for these two soup choices. It reminded me of a menu I would have seen almost anywhere else, and they were putting some different kind of flavors and stuff See, on it. See, I completely disagree with you. you. Like, I literally had the opposite opinion about it. The clam chowder or the green chili soup, because I think that's where I'm going to taste but their then if signature. I tell, my, all right, if, tell the listeners that the next thing we ordered was something called Irish nachos, they would have no clue. I think you were being judgmental beyond you thought just... The, okay, the Irish yes. nachos are something that I would love to try in our home, but you thought that those ingredients and that presentation and that was stellar? I thought they had a fantastic idea that they didn't execute. Okay, then we might be saying the same thing. No, I don't think we are because what I feel you're saying is is that you didn't think they had any cooking style and you thought the best no, no, thing... No, from reading the menu while we were ordering. Right. Because so then, and you then and I the were third recipe food. is a green chili vegetarian version of their enchiladas. Right. Which makes like cheese enchiladas yeah. with the green sauce on top. Mm-hmm. Where else do you get that kind of concept, beachy kind of concept down here? My only complaint about it at all was that they had great ideas, but they were doing them subpar because their ingredients weren't that great. So my whole thing with like breaking it down and deconstructing it and having a conversation about it that day was about the idea, let's take these home and make them better. And I was having such a fun time with that conversation. Mm -hmm. I... I even think I said tomorrow's dinner. Tomorrow's dinner, I want you to make the green chili stew. Mm-hmm. And I've got all the ingredients. I mean, I was like digging around in the bowl there while we were talking about it. And I was like, I've got this, corn, got this, potatoes. I was like, we could add carrots to this. We can add some beans to this. You know, all the things that are coming out of the garden. Mm-hmm. I got this. Let's do it. So the first thing I do, of course, is go to Google. Green chili stew. And I'll post the recipe that I, I found. I think the first thing I did was go to Google. Oh, did you send me this? Yes. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> Step number one, you need a pork roast. Luckily, I have one of those in the freezer. Thaw it out and start collecting the vegetables. But everything you just listed, we added to this stew. The thing about it is, is that a lot of these recipes, especially stew, soup, chili, goulash, different kinds of casseroles, the whole reason why they started the way they started is because there were one-pot meals at the farmhouse. And, so and what the farm is producing, is we can put in now. Yeah. is what's going to go in the pot because that's what they had access to. And that's where these recipes originally came from. The recipe calls for, and the recipe is named, green chili stew. Right. So the way they do that is I'm supposed to go down to the grocery store and buy a can of chilies. Right, but I grow the chilies here, so he's not using canned chilies Although I wouldn't put it past us in the future to begin canning chilies in order to have some for ourselves for this type of thing. Like, I want to get to the point where we've got our own canned stuff, too. It also puts that distinctive vinegar flavor, the the pickling of it, I think, is kind mm-hmm. of essential yeah, for the recipe. Yeah. That was missing here. But this was a fantastic Now, that tartness stew. is from the tomatillos. So soup, soup. I love building a stew or a stew in this case. And I won't go through the whole thing because we do it so often here. It starts with your onions and your, and I do in the celery that you had and you're putting that at the bottom with the oil. Then you add your broth. You've already browned your pork and then cut it into chunks. You put it all together and then you just introduce the vegetables 
in the time that it will take each vegetable to come to doneness so that it's all done at the same time. And of course, at the restaurant, they had like a probably canned corn that they dumped off in the stew or well, whatever. What did we have? But we had corn from my garden. Mm. And We're little, enjoying little, the hell out of that corn. What did you corn. call them? Cobbets? Cobbets. Little tiny ones. I'm happy about the corn this year. We have eaten corn 25 different ways and it's fantastic. I would encourage people now that I hadn't before, but I would now. If you've got like a larger garden, not you know how you could have a backyard still, but you should definitely give a small amount of corn a try. I got my seeds from Johnny Select Seeds, so then I'm a little bit more. I can be able to pick corn seeds that don't make me feel like I'm potentially getting something I don't support. Then we ate on that for two or three days. I mean, that, like most stews. Yeah, you stews, made cornbread and I ate some cornbread. Yeah, I made mm. cornbread to go with it. But like most stews, it just gets better yeah, when yeah. it sits in the fridge overnight. I like that. I I can eat soup and stews and things like that all year long. And I think that there's always opportunity to improve when you start a new recipe. The thing about us too is that we're good at picking recipes also. It's not just the good ingredients. We go through the recipes and we cull it down and we pick the best recipes. And then we ultimately end up creating our own recipes. It's interesting that you say that. I'm really figuring out how to look at recipes in a way that are going to match my improvisational style. Because as we go... Mm I'm relying less on measurements and it's becoming much more intuitive and, you know, elevating the game. You're going to grow varieties of things that you like the most in your garden and you're going to grow the things that grow the best in your area. You're going to start picking the recipes that match the ingredients you have. Then you can be, then you have a greater creative power to make a more delicious dish rather than just picking a recipe and going out and buying the ingredients for it. Yeah, my tolerance for going to the grocery store for one item in a recipe that I don't have is really, really waning. Well, it's going to get a lot more waning when you live on a farm. You are 100% right. Well, as promised last week, there was a question about if I was a a nervous wreck or whatever you said at the restaurant. I just brought up that I'm beginning to maybe notice that you have anxiety that maybe I hadn't really paid attention to before. And last week was kind of evident. So I might be wrong, but last week I was certainly right. I mean, that's really how we came up with unanswered questions was I state something as if it's a fact and then we have to actually fact check me. It's kind of like the president used to be. It's always fun in social situations. (laughs) I should carry a gong around with us. Um, But this is exciting because Kim is one of your like greatest friends. Hello, Kim. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Hello. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here. We've actually been planning on you being here for a while. <laughs> yeah, I remember even pre-pandemic, us had, we had planned on doing this. Absolutely. So it's nice to be here. Kim is my old school, all the way back to college, creative, Sagittarius. We've been together for a long time. Yes, we have. <laughs> was the newspaper first? It was the foghorn. Oh my God. I used to think before I, <laughs> this is, that's completely going to come out wrong. I used to think you so much cooler than me and then <laughs> and then i got to know you yeah, and yeah, i was totally. like no she's totally as cool as yeah, me yeah. <laughs> yeah so we worked at the delmar foghorn together and you were the photo editor i think i was the entertainment editor see you mm-hmm. were an editor yeah and i was just like a staff person but i just remember which is just a side <laughs> note is that through Delmar, the Foghorn, I got a press pass for the music portion 
of South by Southwest. And so I got to totally go as a journalist. Yeah. Oh, that was actually back in the day when it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) That was in the day when it was like deep Austin hippie. Oh, yeah. Before it got all... (laughs) (laughs) That's our side comment. Yes. Then Kim and I worked together with Girl Local South Texas because just old school friends... When I started calling on the network and my support system, Kim raised her hand immediately because she's always been that way for me. So, yeah. And let's not for forget us. about college algebra. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I knew there was something else. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's right. Now, I want to get to this whole anxiety question. But before we do, we went to the beach this weekend, you and I, Aislinn. We did. I can't imagine that anyone on the internet missed Aislinn dancing at the beach in her amazing new swimsuit. Kim is critical to this last beach visit. Exactly, exactly. I had gotten to a point where after two weeks of solid everyday garden work, my body was showing signs of needing a day of rest. And for me, that's a swim in the ocean. That's a swim in the salt water. I was going to the beach. Were you going? Because I'm going. (laughs) But in addition to that, I don't know, a couple months ago, my friend, Kim. Hi. Kim is a stylist. She has amazing vintage clothes. She posted up on her awesome feed of Instagram-ness that she does, this great swimsuit. And the second I saw it, because Kim had it, I sent her a message and I was like, hey, that swimsuit, will it fit me? Where's it at? And she immediately responded. Okay, so Kim... Tell us about your company and even help me describe this amazing swimsuit. And I can't wait until Joe gets to post pictures of me in my swimsuit. It's so good. And it was so awesome on you. So I, I just own... wanted you to say that twice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I own a metropolis and I specialize in really timeless pieces of vintage clothing that mm-hmm. it's just a modern take on vintage clothing. That's so cool. Um, and I... I don't know. I'm just really lucky that I have an eye for Mm -hmm. all these great pieces. And I just basically shop and find amazing stuff and sell it online and then locally at Renaissance and 2020. Yeah. So locally, but then you you have an Etsy store, right? Right. And that's, yeah, that's online. Tell people how to find you. Okay. So on Etsy, um, it's just www, um, Metropolis Culture backsplash etsy is there another metropolis culture out there and there is not okay so i'm on instagram on that with that handle facebook twitter all the all the good stuff i don't shop for women's clothes myself but i will tell you that your feed on instagram is just gorgeous Mm -hmm. well thank you very much joe that that's really appreciated and that's the thing that i've always like you were my fine arts friend you know, right. You are a fine artist. You're a creator. You're a photographer. And so that lent well to your passion for style. Is that exactly. So I can remember flipping through the fashion magazines throughout the Mm eighties and my whole room was just pieces, Uh you know, tear sheets. So I think that just brought me to this place right now. And my love for fashion and editorials, you know, editorial looks and kind of avant-garde, structured shoulders, you know, I love the the shoulder pads, like I'm a sucker for all of it. And the photographs, I think that the way that you put the photographs together, first of all, it helps for people to be able to imagine themselves in something. Right. Your company is more than just selling um, items to people. You're helping people style. So when I ran for mayor in 2018, you actually styled me for I that. I did. And that, those were some great looks. It was um, I remember my former sister-in-law. She messaged me and she's like, I just saw Aislinn. You dressed her, didn't you? <laughs> and I thought, right. oh, wow. You know, like, so it, it's kind of mm-hmm. this elegant put together look. 
I um, told her that I wanted to be the marvelous Mrs. Mayor. Mm-hmm. Y'all, yeah. y'all yeah. get it. And he looks great. <laughs> um, and I, I just think it's so important for people to just be themselves and to find pieces that work. Um, mm-hmm. Curating like the total look, the total package. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love also supporting local. My photographers are all local. Yes. My models aren't. They're not all size two and six foot, mm-hmm. you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're just your everyday, you know, they're your neighbor, they're your friend, they're your sister, your brother, or well, some men, <laughs> yeah. but it's just that everyday look. Why is it, and is it just in our city that men, the men's section of the thrift store, the vintage store is always a 10th or less than the female section because it is so frustrating to go with them i've looked through all the racks i'm done i'm sitting down now and you know looking at my phone while they shop for hours and hours and hours it is so hard to find vintage for men and then when you do find it it goes like hotcakes i mean i can't keep it on the racks at 2020 vintage or renaissance yeah i don't know i don't know if it's that men just don't throw as much stuff away or maybe they just don't have I mean, I guess basically they don't shop as much as women. We don't I mean, consume. Women, yeah, we turn things we, over faster. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I think men just kind of maybe have their basics or, their, you know, I don't the know that I answered is, is it. That if you look at your closet, you have a closet full of things you don't wear. Well, I have a closet full of things I don't wear too, but they move faster. They move around faster. I don't like like to spend money on clothes. Now, when I get down to where my five favorite shirts start to have holes in them, then I'll go on a little spree. But I'll start usually with Savannah or you at the vintage stores, but I have no luck there. So I end up going to places that I don't even enjoy shopping. I don't like to spend money on clothes either. Hence what I do. (laughs) (laughs) I like to have all the best styles and get it like it's you're right it's not where i want to spend my money i want to spend my money traveling to indonesia right in these fabulous vintage clothes <laughs> exactly that exactly. bathing suit exactly I mean, can you imagine oh my god here okay you so, need to take her on a trip it was so, and so she can wear the bathing suit so she's good. planning her own trip uh, oh i'm leaving him <laughs> i'm not forever just for a month yeah <laughs> One of the things that's been in the conversations, a lot of the conversations with um, the coaches that I follow, um, especially the ones that are talking about like um, abundance and wealth and all of those things is this concept that you invest in yourself. And I invested and it. We're not even talking about a lot of money, but I invested in myself and I knew that like I was going to get some awesome pictures out of that. And not just that, I had a fantastic day. I danced I felt beautiful. Mm-hmm. I knew that we were contributing to our beaches looking better because I was on it that day. That's nice. how I'm not even kidding. I'm serious, y'all. I'm and like that's my that's my job. Yes, <laughs> you know exactly. That's, that's what I do. Yes. I, it's it's I make women feel good. And think about that, ladies. A swimsuit. Those I are have the chills. hard ones, <laughs> right? Like you can pull off a good suit, a good skirt, a good top, a good outfit, but a fantastic swimsuit that someone saw in a picture. Now, granted, you are one of my close friends, so you know my body type. And as soon as I messaged you, you were like, go, go now. (laughs) It'll work. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I love what you did because, um, so it had the bow and Uh I'm going to be honest, I didn't love the bow and it was kind of hard to style because I'm I'm really not Uh a great bow tire, Uh but um, I loved what you did and how you put it to the back because I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. And I love to see what my clients and customers do with these pieces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So when I tried it on, because that's the way 
way it was tied in the picture, I put it on that way. And it didn't matter. I was like, it's fantastic. You're right. I wasn't 100% about it. But then as I opened it up and looked at it, I was like, oh, there's almost some like ruching right here. And then as I pulled it around, it goes all the way around and I can tie this beautiful bow in the back. And then I look like I've tied a present. Mm-hmm. And the waistline, which was what I loved so much about it, and that's the part of it, the, the vintage look of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that, that plunging neckline was, was just so amazing. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure Joe loved it too. <gasps> when we have friends at the table, I get in trouble, or I could get in trouble, because the conversation we would have privately, uh-huh. I'm just going to go for it, right? I hope it's okay for mass <laughs> consumption. Major cleavage, mm-hmm. wide open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of my favorite assets. And the side boob. <laughs> side, front, back, mm-hmm. yeah. all it boob was, everywhere. Yeah, it it was, was a beautiful day at the beach. I'll just be honest with you. Uh, th- this is how honest we can be at this moment in time. I went to swim. Those were some serious waves, man. Yeah. And it was I a choppy c- day. I am certain that if anybody was looking at that moment in time twice, they definitely saw my nipple. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 brought, I brought my binoculars. I was making the beaches look better that day. <laughs> Kim let us know that she had had an amazing kind of sale or an interesting sale. And this is like because the internet allows you to be nationwide with, right. your, with your product. My online shop, I have great clientele. A lot of my customers are LA, um, New York. This past sale I made, um, it was for a TV show. And I kind of researched, did my research on the production company. And I guess I'm 95% sure that it's Stranger Things. So that's kind of excited. So I'm definitely going to be on the lookout for um, this certain piece. And actually, my daughter, Luna, modeled it for me during the pandemic when I didn't have any models. I was like putting her in everything. Um, So that was kind of exciting. I said... Hey, I said, Luna, you might have something on that, or Eleven might wear something that you had on, you know. That's crazy. So, That's um, crazy. But it was That's kind fun. of exciting. Yeah, it, it's it's exciting. Now, how, how does Stranger Things find you? They're based out of Atlanta, their production company. But on my Etsy, you know, anyone from the U.S. can just take a look at my shop and mm-hmm. buy from there. It's like anything else these days on the in the streams. It's like set up all these streams and you never know who the next click's going to be from. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's exciting. It is. It's so exciting. It's so, it's, it's actually, I want to talk about this a little bit later because we're recording this tonight on the night of the lunar eclipse. It's so exciting to me. I mentioned this today, this idea, there's so much room for expansion in space, Right. And now that we've figured out that we can do more and grow bigger and have more and like increase our, our volume in this universe, it's really, really fun. And I know that sounds really far out, but the truth of the matter is when you think about the way that we have this internet connection now, where it's like the dreams that we stayed home and didn't go after, like, why not? Like, you never know when, because you're fantastic. You're fantastic at what you do. So you never know when the fantastic click is going to happen and people are going to go, oh, shit, I just haven't seen her shit yet. Right. Oh, my God. Boom. Right. Well, thank you, know, you for sky's that. Sky's the limit. Space is the limit. And it is. It is. It's and fantastic. I love it. <laughs> it's exciting to manifest some great things. Sorry, I get all like woo-woo sometimes. <laughs> I do. It's the truth. So like any amazing creative that sets up a billion streams one of those is is that you serve at our favorite restaurant town and i believe the finest dining in the area and you were our server at my mom's 80th birthday last week what aislinn says that when it was just the three of us in the room 
that I was anxious and that uh, she saw anxiety in me and she thought that I was nervous about the whole thing. And I said, no, 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 no. That's not what happened at all. Well, I'm going to ask Kim. Uh-huh. And she happens to be coming over tonight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Kim came over tonight to hang out with me around the fire so we could watch the moon and, I don't know, maybe get naked and dance with mm-hmm. blood flower moon or whatever. Yeah. That's what uh, Joe's accusing me of Or just put your bathing point. suit on and let, let the waves get choppy and you'll be my... naked. Oh. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> It's fantastic. I don't even know what we're talking suit. about right no, 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 it's now. It's wonderful. Got, we've gotten off the rails. We've okay. gone off the rails. Very y'all. simple. It's Kim's fault. I think it's a very simple question, <laughs> and it, Kim is here to answer it. Yes. Who was right? Because Who is right? to me, <laughs> I wasn't anxious. I was just setting the table before the party started. So yeah, you know what? And it's funny because I I didn't know that there had been. I, I didn't know, but I will say that there was definitely something strange about his behavior (laughs) see usually you're not so formal i guess as you were i think that you were just it seemed like you were nervous about maybe the evening going perfect or right see see because i'm uh, part of the deal with me is is that i'm like feeling the vibe of the room too and i'm very comfortable there and so you come in and it's the same thing like tonight i just start talking as a matter of fact, I invite her to my house, to the dinner table, and she literally served me the wine. Because, <laughs> like, you know what, that's a thing, too, above and beyond. Like, it's a part of your 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 nature. So Well, you can't come is... empty-handed. Right. Well, yeah. Thank you. Very Ever. well said. Very well said. Exactly. But that night was interesting. Okay, formal. So... Formal is a good way to right. say it. He was like, very formal. formal. And uh-huh. usually it's not as formal okay so where do we go from here like i don't want to be that way no but you are but you're okay there's nothing wrong with you i think it's just the awareness of it so there's a moment so no one's going down on you wait that might happen but (laughs) i I don't know if we'll leave that in or not kim i don't know if i'll leave that in you know no one's going in on you here. No, I didn't That's think. I, I, I didn't think that you were going in on me. No, I don't think that. I, I just that you didn't see one's it. own perception. Sometimes they do not perceive. You say this a lot. Seven point nine billion worlds on the planet. Not just that. That is true. But also, you don't see people the way other people see you. Is what you've told me about me and yourself many, many times. And I guess this is just a affirmation that a that is the truth. But B, when I say I don't want to be that way, I don't. I don't want to exude some kind of anxiety that is palatable. I always want to present myself as cool and collected. Don't we all? That's literally the story of my every moment of every day. It's the idea of the... (laughs) It's a part of the Sagittarius thing, in all honesty. We will just jump over the fire crazy to like do whatever we feel like doing to catch on fire to whatever. But at the same time, all of a sudden we're like, oh shit, was everybody watching us? Did I mean for that to happen? Do I really want to be watched? Did that look cool? Because I think I might have like done too much. We're to, to, always second me. guessing always. ourselves, you know, which but, is but unnecessary. Same, but well, it, not only is it unnecessary, but it's weird to be the and the other side to that, which is because we're so creative. Right. We're so bright. Mm-hmm. There's right. no hiding us, you right. know? And if and if there are Sagittarius women out there that are feeling like they, there's a need to hire, hide, then let us tell you together from our own both experiences that there's no reason for you to hide because interestingly enough you're maybe not even being watched as much as you think you're being watched but in answer to you and the whole like anxiety thing 
that's just the ability to give you a chance to kind of release some of that, to let go of some of that maybe pain that you feel like you have to have it all perfect. I didn't see anxiety. So from an outside perspective, that was not what I saw. I just maybe saw a little nervousness, perhaps. Well, maybe I over-label with the... Can I just ask, what was the event? I know it was your mom's 80th birthday, but who were those other guests? And I think you talked about it, but I don't know. Well, that was going to be my next question. Do you think, Aislinn, that it was the occasion that caused it? And it was my mom's 80th birthday. She's been hospitalized recently. She's been COVID-bound. So it's her getting out. It's her best friends from you know, around the state coming in and family coming in. Like they flew uh, in and uh, stayed uh, at the uh, Omni. And, and I'm like sure whole, I, you know, I, I'm sure I was. And how are you related to that? Family friends, okay. you know, friends, okay. family friends, friends known them all my okay. life kind of thing. Really what I saw was that I felt you had a desire and this doesn't surprise me about you because it's a part of you that I know you had a desire to impress those people and to show them that you have Everything together. Yeah. Yeah. That you're, that you have, that you have, this is what my partner is doing with her life and isn't it cool? And I know that that's impressive and this is impressive. And and there, there was a level of that. And the interesting thing about it is, is that if it hadn't been a server that is a very close friend of ours. Yeah. I wouldn't have called the restaurant to say, hey, by the way. Yeah. Well, cool. Hey, Kim, thank you, I guess, so much for coming by and telling us about yourself. The Corpus Christi beaches, really thank you for those nip slips the the other day. (laughs) And now we're about to head outside with our bottle of wine, our chocolate, and our fire. And it's going to be so much fun. It was a pleasure, Joe and Aislinn. We love you. I love you, too. My chicken order came in. Well, you had said you're going to make wings. Yeah, I made wings as soon as those I got them. Mm-hmm. And it was just the old school style of, you know. Vinegar and spicy. Yeah, you yeah. can go to episode 1.10 and find out how we make the wings. But the sides. My favorites are still the tandoori ones. Make those next time. Okay. But the sides were just simple corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. You boil a pot of water. I you know. put a little <laughs> bit of salt in it. You throw your cleaned ears of corn in. You set your timer for five minutes, you pull them out, you throw a big bunch of butter in the bowl, you have made corn. He insisted on telling this story because uh-huh. the first night I brought in the corn. I was going to do it that way. But and I was like, no. And I'm still right. Make I'm it still fancy. Right. Make it on the grill. Char that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. And then the next night he made it this other way. They just all boiled corn. Without knowing how he had cooked it at all, because I hadn't been paying attention that day. Right. I said, damn, this corn is good. <laughs> yeah, the best thing about that recipe is that you don't want to oversalt the water. If you put a little bit of salt, the corn itself. Okay. This recipe lives and dies by the quality of the corn. Oh, I'm the corn hole. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. I'm not going to argue with you one bit. The corn at the grocery store can sometimes be incredible. But sometimes it can be a big block of nothing. Yeah, field, and field you can corn. do the same thing with corn, corn from, from the animals. grocery store and not have a good time. Now listen, the other side was a squash au gratin. You've heard us been talking about how we're going to make this squash a little more interesting as we continue to have squash. What did you think of this? I didn't like it that much. I loved it. I know. That's I why thought I never it was said so I didn't like it that good. Much. 
Well, okay, let me tell you what it was, and then you tell me what you didn't like about it. Included in a casserole dish was the squash, some eggs, milk, rice. I liked the rice egg. Gruyere and Parmesan cheese, and then some spices and herbs. Okay, let me tell you how to fix it. Go ahead. It needs a little bit more cheese in it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. In your usual point of view, you like it really cheesy. I like creamy food. Double the cheese sauce, just like we do our macaroni and cheese? Yeah. Okay, can I make this again then with some more squash? Yes. I thought the rice and the egg and the squash made a consistency that was really, really fun to eat. Like a souffle almost. You heard the words au gratin and you thought it was going to be a creamy, cheesy mess. I'm going to give you the same criticism that I would have given the Angry Marlin. Okay. They had a great idea that wasn't executed to the fullest flavor okay. it could. So that was it. The try, flavor try wasn't there. Or maybe that's the problem. It's a good idea, but it's not the right recipe. You see, that's an important part of this whole conversation. What is? You can have great ideas. You can have great ingredients. Yeah. Because we've been to farm-to-table dinners that had great ingredients, had a great idea for um, you're having... Fried chicken with tomatillo souffle, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then you dig into it and ultimately you say, yes, this is very good. It's I appreciate very fresh. the effort. It's a great idea. It clearly put a lot of time into this. You didn't hit a home run. You didn't, you didn't land didn't, it. You didn't hit a home run. You didn't stick the landing. You didn't stick the landing. So with the au gratin, a double cheese. But I want to go back to this like concept of idea versus recipe. Mm-hmm. Because I think that what you do is... You look at other recipes that are similar to that, but are just a little bit different to give you some other ideas of other seasonings, ingredients, things that you add into it that make it just a little bit. But now that I hear the ingredients in it, it sounds like you had stellar ingredients. You just didn't have the right balance. Exactly. I love this. I love this. It's an evolutionary point. It's a creative endeavor. It's a piece of artwork. We're creating something together. It's like we're making a squash au gratin baby. Let's do it really good. Let's make it scream. Wait, what? what? (laughs) Well, folks, it's now time for that thing we do every week. You know it. We know it. We're calling it. What was the Dolly Parton thing all about just then? That was weird. The, was that Dolly Parton? Yeah, it was like a country accent. I was just feeling like a little gospel yeah, yeah. A little... I've probably told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. I used to go to summer camp, and at summer camp, the winner of the talent show on Friday uh-huh. was the freaking queen of camp. Did you win the talent show? I wanted to real bad. Okay. And I did everything I could. To win it every year. I would try out every year. Many years I never even got on the show. Oh, you didn't even make the cut to perform. But one year I did make the cut. Oh, boy. I sang a Dirty Dancing song. It was terrible. What was the song you sang? I think the only Uh, reason I made... Yes, exactly. You sang a song? I sang a song. With a microphone and that's all the act was? Yes. I was trying to figure out who I am. Okay. What I want. Okay. What I'm good at. I hadn't learned yet. Nobody had yet told me I was terrible and couldn't sing. And singing solo might be who you are, but it's not the you that I know. I sing. All the time. I'm sure that you do, but I you can't imagine I you singing a song in front of a crowd like that well, as a that's choice. Because that's not my thing. Okay, so how because, did you do? Because I did terrible that year, yeah. right? And nobody cared. I hardly even in... gotten any claps, right? But then the next You sang year, a song and no one clapped oh because God, clapping was the voting? I don't remember. That's, oh, that no, clapping devastating. wasn't the voting. Clapping wasn't the voting. Okay. They had counselors that voted. It was a whole thing. It was like a thing. It was a judges. real talent show. Got it. The next year, though. 
I went back with a stage show. I had a costume. Uh-huh. Oh. I had a skit. <laughs> you packed a costume? Yes. Okay, so... And I didn't go to this camp, so this might have been totally normal. This was a real talent show. Like, you... It was purposeful. What did you wear the year that you sang first? I wore a dress that I think maybe one of my grandmothers wore to Sweet Adeline. Why did you take it with you to camp? Because I was going to try out to sing a song. Oh, oh, you knew this already? Of course. This is amazing. Is this the same camp camp? your daughter went to? Yes. Did she take costumes with her? No, she didn't do talent show stuff because she's more shy than me. Okay. My best friend used to do beauty pageants back before I did beauty pageants. She was one of the girls that did beauty pageants from like kindergarten on, okay. like all the years when right. the big giant trophies and the crowns and all the things like that. Sure. You know, like the Jean Benet Ramsey kind of beauty pageant stuff. Well, now I'm depressed. <laughs> so she gave me this act and, and it was like a mom's Mabley type of act and it was a costume. So the la- the way the lady acted on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel right. with the big belly and the, the wig right. and the... Um, Gosh, pl- the darn. plunger yeah, right, and the right, whole right. that. Right. I did that act and I won first place in the talent Whoa. show. I was the queen of camp. Did you black out a tooth? I don't think so. No, no I, I didn't have a blacked out tooth. And um, I only remember one line Please. from from the skits. And y'all, I was probably like 11 or 12 Give when I me. did this. Sazero. Well, I was Sazero and a Gimbrio. <laughs> <laughs> and I said that at like. So she gave you a script and a I, costume notion. Uh huh. That's amazing. And I practiced and practiced and practiced. So counselors from the previous years would have remembered. I don't know if they would remember that far back, but yeah, I won. Yes, I mean, I, I was the winner. That's like, amazing. It happened. Congratulations. Like, I have a thing, a little country accent thing that I like to do. It's my thing, you know. It's the well, thing why don't I do. you ask me the question in your accent? It's, now, if you receive a fun invitation from someone you don't like. Do you feel any misgivings about not accepting? No. Me either, especially after COVID. Thank God for pandemics. If someone sent me an invitation, I didn't like the person, then I'm not going to go to the thing. I wouldn't go anyways. It's graduation season. Of course not. (laughs) If I don't want to go, I don't want to go. Period. It doesn't matter if it's somebody I like or don't like. I want to be able to choose, and I don't want anyone to judge me because I decided to attend or not there's a lot of talk right now about folks that have gotten used to staying home during covid wanting to keep things the same this notion of how much we quote-unquote went out to just go out well we've learned to stay in and amuse ourselves that makes perfect sense to me because i quit my job after they told me I was going to have to go back to the office again. Do you remember that? I mean, that was the timing Mm -hmm. when they said, okay, it's time. And what's weird about that was we went home to work in April, but then when the actual real stuff was happening, they sent everybody back to work. But Well, now comes the season to look back on what happened and discover what we did wrong. And I'm not even going to participate into that because- completely agree with that by the way i'm hoping we'll talk about maybe our choice about whether or not we're going to acl or not Mm -hmm. in the future but this is kind of one of those things for me like it had to be exceptional exceptional to get me to go to that's not even right it had to be exactly what you wanted i don't mean you i'm not pointing my finger at you what the community wanted when they decided to go to acl we decided not to go to acl this year the lineup didn't do it for us yeah it had to be exceptional it had to be exceptional and i can see why some of those artists are exceptional but but the community the six of us we talked on this show 
about how ACL was going to be the thing that could bring all of us together, multi-generational, mm-hmm. you'll travel from College Station or here or whatever to go. It wasn't exceptional, so we're not going to go. For us, for us, but... But if you go back to it again, you're right that some people are not going to want to go back to life the way it was before, and I completely agree. I don't want to go back to life the way it was before. Well, I think that people will raise filters... Where once there was some kind of societal obligation to go to something that you were invited to, people are going to start saying no a little more often. Not just you, me, and answering this question. Well, how many people are going to choose to stand person to person in a restaurant and wait for an hour? No, I believe that there's a segment of population that's looking forward to that quote unquote normal. I didn't like it before this. Exactly. So now so it's now I have a good excuse to say no. Right. And we if don't restaurants stand in pick crowded up, public spaces. Right. And the restaurants that we would want to go to, I think, What's are going to accommodate is, a different point of how view. How did that not make sense before the pandemic? No, I don't want to stand in super crowded spaces. Because of the Why frog and the boiling stand water. On top of people. Because Why? of the frog and the boiling water. And yes, concerts was one of those things where I was willing to put up with well, that's something I Concert experience is. But now, no. I believe that going to ACL this year with the crowds and the vibe and the community is going to be exceptional. A bunch of people that are eager and fun and want to go out again. That's going to be a good vibe at ACL. You're more eager to get in public spaces. My way of protecting myself in this wellness situation is stay out of the crowd. Well, you're generalizing, but I'm not going to disagree with you because I love you very much. on the night of the lunar eclipse. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime, hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you. And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you. I can get closer. There you go. You don't bite, do you? Yeah. Not unless you ask. <laughs> okay. He already said he, we were going to be out there dancing under the moon, the, the blood moon naked. And then I, at first I was like, don't say stupid shit like that. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. Why would I argue with that? Like, <laughs> Could happen. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a horrible idea. Okay. I'm ready now. <laughs>